Hi everybody, I'm EJ. And I'm Nikki. And we just have one question for you. Literally, who invited you? <laughs> oh, gotcha! <laughs> that you thought we weren't there! <laughs> what is this dead airspace? What is going on with my headphones? <laughs> JK, it's just us! It's us, the girls from Literally Who Invited You! <laughs> Woo! It's Gals. Nikki Denton! And EJ Safner, hello! Woo! And we're here with episode three! Look at that energy that we just brought into the room! <laughs> we were both not even ten seconds ago, like, we keep yawning and we don't know why. <laughs> and then... Immediately, camera turns on. I said, let's get <laughs> camera. <laughs> the mics. Oh, I just hit my nose. Sorry, you heard that. <laughs> so it'll be good. Yeah. Because we were really tired. Well, I am still, but like, yeah. we still got to bring the energy. Look up. <laughs> Bringing the energy is what I meant to say, ladies and gents. But it's okay. It's okay. What we're going to talk about today, though, is Casey Musgraves. Maybe she kind of deserves more like the chill. You're that's actually you're with right. her vibe. I think that's vibe check. Vibe, vibe check. one. <laughs> I think that's why maybe I'm feeling a little tired because I've been listening to Golden Hour a good yeah. bit and then like some of our old stuff, which is a little more like sassy and stuff, but it's more like folksy, like country. Right, but it's still it's, kind of relaxed. Yeah. And so I've been pretty just like zen today, I guess. Yeah. So I also worked, so I just feel like dead inside. <laughs> so work made me so zen. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just so zen. No, but I just feel a little like eh. But it's okay. okay. Casey's really mellow. Yeah. She would appreciate it. She would appreciate our intro yes the quietness yeah exactly. she would just be like no they're coming yeah just, just wait <laughs> just a wait, second just honey. wait just wait all so, right yeah. so we're gonna talk you're gonna give us kind of like the rundown on like who she is today yes i'm gonna do a little bit more than i did with SZA about like bio and stuff i'm gonna give a little more full career scope yeah. and then um dive into golden hour a little heavier because that is like my favorite album and the one that kind of like introduced me to casey musgraves so Who introduced you to casey musgraves um i don't remember uh, i think it was just random this <laughs> bitch that you once knew <laughs> it was me it was emma yeah so i forced her to even though it's country yeah i know you were like i think you really like this album and i was like looking at it and i was like okay we like, i was like i'll give it There's a chance a song for called rainbow no. <laughs> that is true i was like looking at some of the titles and i'm like butterflies <laughs> cringe <laughs> velvet elvis what the fuck? Yeah, that is true i was just kind of like what is this but yeah. i mean the first song i mean i'll talk about it but like even the first like slow burn i was like yeah. oh, okay wait i, re- I really oh, enjoy shit. it i'm gonna enjoy it yeah yes because it's hard for me honestly sometimes with albums to, like immediately enjoy it because like yeah. title like the first songs like sometimes is kind of just like try to get you into it yeah but not with this one i really enjoy slow burn, not so. this one not this one not so I'll just I'll just yeah. kick it right off. Unless Let's you have any, anything else to say? Vibe check for you. How you feeling? I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm kind of mellow too. Yeah. I think it's because I'm going home today for Thanksgiving. True. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, hoes. Yes. Happy. A little late. Yeah. I'm about to say it'll probably get later for you. Guys. It'll be <laughs> like when a week we're later. recording this. It'll be like next week. Yes. Yeah. But it's okay. I hope you had a great turkey day. I'm thankful for Nikki and literally who invited you Aww. and Casey. Yes. I'm thankful for and all. And music. <laughs> the end. And. <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs> i'm ditto you know yeah. thankful for this thankful that we've had like a whole semester of it and like no it's so fun it's so crazy but we'll do like more wrap-up stuff another yeah, time it'll we're not wrapping up we're, we're not wrapping up we're we're just thankful. we're unwrapping we're f- yeah we're reflecting yeah we're just unwrapping our thanks <laughs> for all the listeners okay Ew. oh i need to <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> goodbye emma uh this is actually a solo podcast now. i like faked it i was like no i'm doing really well today <laughs> No, We're trying it's to okay. Fake it this I'm really excited because I have loved Casey Musgraves, like from Follow Your Arrow and Merry Go Round and that like whole, you know, phase, I guess, where she wasn't as big. And 
I mean, I, I mean, she definitely wasn't one of those artists that I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Like she's going to make it big. But I remember like being younger and like really listening and really connecting with those songs and just thinking she was so cool. And she just said like shit that other people in country wouldn't say. Oh yeah. Like even with like follow your arrow, like that whole refrain is just like, so like open and accepting yes and all they of that. do not tackle just, those issues <laughs> yeah and it was just i thought it was really cool to hear something different and it's cool to kind of like be a little bit older now like yeah an adult if i may <laughs> and like be able to see her career grow so much like oh, i kind of for sure in a, some sense feel like i was there at the beginning and then we lost touch and now we're friends again. <laughs> yep. but i'm and excited to get to know more about her because i don't know that much like personally. Yeah. So why don't you just start? Yeah, just let's dive right in. <laughs> dive right in. Dive right in. So we got Casey Musgraves. So she was born in and raised in Golden, Texas. Little nod to Golden Hour, maybe. Not really oh. sure. <laughs> Not really. I you mean, said Golden Hour nod. Yeah, like a little nod to it. Like, oh, there's, oh, my, there's my home. <laughs> and um it's a tiny town like it's not even incorporated like it's very it's kind of like where I went to high school like we had like an un it, yeah it was Mickey's a, high school had to bring your tractor to work or to work <laughs> bring, bring your tractor, tractor to, to school, school day. day uh yeah I went to a really country high school I know that I really shit on country music a lot not shit but like I don't appreciate it as much but boy did I live it I lived that country lifestyle I at high school I made fun of Nikki for like two and a half years knowing full ass well she did not own a tractor and my family does. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> this bitch from pittsburgh is more country than i am do uh, i have a cornfield behind my house yes is it exceptionally amazing to take pictures in yes, yes. like a fucking beautiful woman in a field a <laughs> farm <Vime> girl <laughs> sorry but continue. that's the same golden texas yes it's the same kind of vibe though as yeah. where like i went to high school not my town specifically but i had to like not franklin not franklin but like a little it's called rudderville <laughs> It's so sad. <laughs> so respect to Rudderville. Yes. So same kind of vibe. Uh, around two hundred people. That's so crazy to me. Like yeah. growing up in a town with two hundred people. It's basically. like the amount of people in my apartment building. Yes. Like that's less so, than that is so insane. Yeah. Um. And she's now thirty-two years old, though. But she was born and raised in Golden, Texas. Um. She started off writing songs when she was like very young, um, eight years old to be exact. Um. She even performed live locally. Um. Mm -hmm. At eight, so she would go to like the nearby towns. She it's like East Texas, so um just some like the nearby towns and would play um live with like the local Opry circuit in That's Texas sweet. yeah and she would play like every weekend so when she was like eight really, yeah she was eight years old just like mm. writing songs and stuff well she wasn't writing yet she was just kind of like singing along and then once she turned 12 the ripe old age um she <laughs> started so to play yeah <laughs> she started playing the guitar and the mandolin and would write songs to it and um she credits a lot of this time to like her teacher and like mentored John DeFore, who would push her to write one song a week, which Aww. was really cute. Yeah, so she was, like, super young and just trying to, like, start out, um, and she knew that she wanted to write, but she just didn't know how, obviously, yeah. I mean, you're 12 years old. And, um, but shout out to anybody that actually, like, encourages people's dreams like that. Oh, for sure. So many people are like, no, I mean, it's, it's a really hard industry. Especially growing up in this itty bitty town in texas like yeah. people probably didn't maybe this guy didn't even like really believe that she would like make it anywhere but he knew that she at least like cared about it and like yeah. had a love for it and, and so like, he fostered just, that yeah, yeah exactly and like showed her that it wasn't like stupid and um her family also did that as well they were very very like she's very family oriented they're very supportive of her so that's really cool oh, too that's great um so she even says like those songs that she wrote were pretty bad but she i was, was like 12 i know i said give yourself a break <laughs> casey you were 12 <laughs> Um, but it just shows that she was like a true songwriter from like a young age because she credits a lot of her like success of Golden Hour and then also her other songs. I mean, other songs like the other albums to her songwriting because she believes that that's like a 
big part of what makes a song it is. And I do believe that too. Yeah, 100%. Yes, because sometimes like there are great songs that don't have as like strong songwriting, but I believe like in her music, it makes it stand out to me. Um, so anyway, besides that, songwriting, family encouraged, um, super close to their grandma. She references her in like some of her songs and her grandma was even her booking agent in the oh, early days, so which sweet. is really cute. I swear <laughs> I hope grandma put booking agent on her resume. Oh yeah. She on her Facebook to. page. <laughs> yeah. Her LinkedIn. Just her LinkedIn. That was not a thing it's back like then. <laughs> grandma Musgraves. Booking I know, agent. I don't think it was a thing like in the early nineties, but you know, whatever. Um, but it's cool because like it just shows that even they were sportive and yeah. like tiny town not really expecting probably it but then she um decided to move to austin texas after high school um to try to like play more bigger venues because austin is like a pretty big I like music austin. hub i've never been so, i want to go so well, that bad. was misleading i feel like i'd love austin <laughs> yes i know i think i, I really like it really too bad. and um it's definitely like casey musgraves place for sure too she's very yeah. like cool um and then she eventually moved to Nashville at 19, though. So it was a pretty short time in Austin. Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. She, she was like, all right, going to Nashville. Um, she wanted to do music stuff, obviously, but she kind of struggled with, like, that artistry part of it. Um, people struggle in Nashville, especially because um, there's just, like, you get lost in the sea, which we talked about. Um, so she took on, like, several do- jobs supporting herself. Like, she wrote hundreds of songs for other musicians. Like, she would keep writing, even though you don't really make that much money doing that. So she would, like... Which is... Shitty. a crime <laughs> that's just like another whole conversation we need to have but it's insane it's literally insane no because like especially like this is like what inspired her to like actually start becoming her own artist again because she was like well these songs like i don't want to just like sell to other Give people for away. like no music like no yeah. money or anything she's like these songs are too important to me to like sell so it's just like cool that she like kind of realized that but it sucks because that's how she like that's how she had to support herself and i like yeah. think of all those songs that maybe she could have like that's kind of really like developed julia herself. michaels mm-hmm. she wrote I mean Justin Bieber and all these big people but she would write for everybody but then she wrote issues and she was like that was the first song that was like I physically like want to throw up thinking about like giving it to someone else right yeah because you can like so especially if you're like a true artist like Julia Michaels and like Casey Casey Musgraves you're like wait I could I can do this though like that's probably like so frustrating being like wait this is me because if I sound good right yeah yeah, like if you're just a pure songwriter and that's different but like when you just like know deep down that it's yours (laughs) then that's probably like really hard yeah so she would just keep writing for other musicians she did face painting and she would like dress up for like birthday parties and stuff so she played a lot of like Miley Cyrus I can see that for (laughs) sure she was like Miley and Hannah Montana um so after like a few years in Nashville she appeared on season five of CMT's Nashville Star, um, mm-hmm. definitely probably never heard of that. Um, not really. It's a CMT. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm about to say a little CMT show. <laughs> um, but she plays seventh, so it's really not that great. I mean, she lasted like four weeks in it, and then she, but she did like gain some traction and stuff from that. Yeah. And she released like a self-titled album that same year. Um, it's not even like on Spotify or anything like a discography. It's just very like somewhere just out in the universe, probably <laughs> hidden. Yes, yeah, I think she did that on purpose. So. Um, but she did release something, and that did gain some attentions from some of the local record labels around town. And so then she eventually signed with Mercury Nashville in 2012. Yay, yeah, good for her. <laughs> so she did sign. And that, oh yeah. my gosh, I guess that does make sense. I know, but it's crazy because she was on that show in 2007, I think. So even then, like she was still like. But I'm trying to just think of like when I first started listening. It was probably around like eighth grade. Yeah, so that's like so that's 2013. Because I mean, 2013 was when she released the first album. That's so, so weird. I know it's so. Like, long ago. That's so long ago. Because especially, like, me, like, not really knowing much about Casey Musgraves until, like, 
last year, you know? Yeah. When And she released it in, like, 2018, Golden Hour. That was, what, eight years ago at this Yeah, point? so it's, like, Holy shit. she's not, like, an overnight success no. or anything. Like, she's been, like, working it. I mean, she moved to Nashville when she was 19, and she's 32 now. Yeah, that's So insane. it's, like, that's why she's, like, getting really discouraged and stuff. Like, I just can't even imagine, like, yeah. still, like, continuing. But she did eventually, finally, in 2012, <laughs> get signed. And then she did a tour with Lady Annabellum. And she, like, continued to, like, write and stuff. And then her first studio album, same trailer, different part, released in 2013. And I thought that I didn't, like, again, know that much about her before Golden Hour. But I think that's, like, such a funny, like, ideal. Because that's, like, a lot of her first and second album is, like, kind of hating on. Not hating, but she can, like, because she grew up in, like, a tiny town, southern town, she can, like, appreciate it. But then also, like, point out its flaws, which I think is really cool. Um because it's true like that's like a lot of really small towns in the south and it actually debuted number one on billboard's top country albums um it's definitely more like solid country sounds but it did tackle a lot of different ideals and made her different than a lot of the other country artists like we were talking yeah. about the in- like beginning i always like that was like the first like artist that i really liked that when i when i thought of her music i thought of like folksy like country yes definitely i always like very much pushed away from that until her and i was like she's somehow doing it in such like a modern way i don't get it it's very interesting because she channels i mean she i'll talk about like her like influences and stuff but especially like willie nelson who she's like friends with now (laughs) and like smokes weed with literally (laughs) the dream i know but it's like cool and like dolly parton is like her idol i'll explain more later but like that she definitely channels a lot of that old like classic country but like does it in a way of like modern ideals yeah and she still sounds pretty modern so it's really interesting because she takes like heavy influence from it but she just takes a whole different spin on it with like futuristic sounds and like making it kind of like hippie country so yeah. it's just really cool that she can it just kind of confuses me that's why I was like shocked that I liked her and then I was like doing my research and I was like I mean I don't get it Damn, she's <laughs> a bad bitch too I know <laughs> I was like how does this happen um so yeah so but she does like explore a lot of those ideals those country ideals on this album um like drug small town traditionalist ideas that maybe like aren't as great like the, with follow your arrow which is a huge hit that talks about stuff that basically all country stars would never write about like about you being, just like don't address it no yeah. it's just even if you do believe that like i mean dolly parton was pretty like progressive and pretty stuff but she wouldn't it, yeah. yeah she wouldn't talk about like kissing girls and stuff like yeah. how casey musgrave says yeah. um it was actually the cma song of the year in 2014 um despite like not getting really a ton of radio play or anything um so it's like make lot makes lots of noise kiss a lot of boys or kiss a lot of girls that's something you're into um and she actually almost gave this song to Katy perry because her, her label said that her audience like wouldn't like it and that she would quote go down in flames in the country world <laughs> are you serious so, yeah because you know Katy perry was pretty like lgbtq like oh, yeah, positive yeah. and stuff and like had a huge audience in that way and so thank god she kept it i know but she was just like i don't want to release things i mean as you can tell casey musgraves isn't like huge on radio so mm. it's cool because she like really does stay true to herself in yeah. that way. It's like even though she knew that it could happen, she was like, I mean, this is my song and like what I believe in. So yeah. um that song has I just wanna say, like, right after that line that you just said, it says, um, if that's something you're into, when the straight and narrow gets a little too straight, roll up a joint or don't. And then at the very <laughs> end she goes, I would. And it's so <laughs> yes. I remember singing that when I was like thirteen. I mean, yeah, about to say <laughs> in the car and my mom was like, I remember that was one of the first times my mom ever asked me about like drugs. She's like you know what that means and I was like I don't know yeah (laughs) well I would so I don't even care I mean Casey did so I would (laughs) so I would I I would do it exactly she said to (laughs) she's that influential yeah she's that meaningful to me (laughs) it's just cool because like songs like merry-go-round too it's just like really like 
just tackles those ideals and it's like cute because it talks about like your trailer trash family and stuff that you like and like family is family that's on the other album i just like how she explores things and how she can still like love it and has like a heart for it but well merry-go-round is so good because she's like she goes through all like the her songwriting is just so good yes the mary jane and then it's like whatever like mary from down the street like right. mary, just, mary contrary contrary mary mary quite contrary yeah we're we we're so bored until we're buried yeah yes but then it then she has a line and it's like mary mary quite contrary um like something like we were so bored that we get married or something yes no it talks it's about like, that woo! it's like if you were married really struggled with that one i know because <laughs> she talks about like being like you're like whatever if you're not married by 21 and stuff and it's just like it's so true like especially even though like I'm not huge into country music like I grew up in the south and like with people around me like that and it just really resonated and that's why it was cool because like I liked her sound and it also resonated with me like it wasn't about like traditional country life it was very like people around me that I could like see this is actually the reality (laughs) yeah exactly small towns yeah right exactly and it's like kind of like sad but she also like appreciates it especially like her family and stuff which is cool yeah and then so merry-go-round and follow your arrow are the only two songs of hers that reach country's top 20 airplay like ever so like any of her songs ever yeah so because radio was just like not into her i mean they just didn't really like her that the much fuck? and so yeah like i mean it makes sense songs, because those are the two songs that i know right the those best. are the only one like they were on like top 20 airplay yeah. and like she's like a good amount of songs yeah. especially from like those first two albums um so yeah it's like pretty traditionalist and then casey just doesn't really fall into that category mm-hmm. of country music um even like sound wise it's not super the same like you said it's more folksy and like old country and so just didn't pan out that way then, you know what? Who needs country airtime when you get some Grammys? Right. I was about to say, like, it, she, like, got Billboard. She got, like, a Billboard award for this and or the CMA Song of the Year for Follow Your Arrow and stuff. And then it was on number one on Billboard's Top Country Album. So she still got awards for it. It's just, like, radio play is, especially back then, it was, like, more, like, necessary to be yeah, able to. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. But now that we have, like, Spotify and more streaming platforms, it's a little easier. But, um yeah, so it just haven't been too kind to her. And then the second studio album was Pageant Material, released in 2015. Um, she worked with many of the same producers as the first, so it's kind of same sounding-ish. Um, but she also recorded it live, like in the historic RCA Studio A in Nashville, which oh, is like cool. it's like her favorite place. Um, and she just like kind of wanted like more of like the live sound in the second yeah. album, which is cool. I'm not really familiar with this one. I was about to say it definitely wasn't like a smash hit, as like yeah. the first one was pretty like big, and then the third album was also pretty big, but like. It didn't really hit as hard. I I know High Time and Family is Family. Um, but besides that, I didn't really, like, know any of the songs. And yeah. she has, like, Willie Nelson's featured on it as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just developed, like, this great Ugh. friendship. Because they both just hang out, chill, and, like, they have some of the same, like, hobbies. Hobbies. <laughs> so yeah so like it, it's a like fine album and sometimes like you know your sophomore album is kind of hard yeah. we talked about that with like Marin. well sorry that was recorded <laughs> before <Spoiler>. this yeah <laughs> oops my bad but anyway um so it's like a sophomore year album it's not like great not awful um i do like high time but it's very like relaxing kind of like a beachy sound um Aww. and the family's family funny because it's like talking about how you really can't pick your family <laughs> and like some are in jail some are like doing whatever you can't really pick them um but their family is family so it's cool um but just not like my favorite and I wasn't super familiar with it so I'm not yeah. gonna harp on it and then she toured with Harry <laughs> don't you love how I'm just gonna spoil it next week I'm I talk about Mary Morris we picked the two girls that they toured with <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like we're Ooh, like we're uh, not really gonna focus on them this season because we gave them a lot of air time and we're like how can we work them in <laughs> you talk about Casey I'll talk about Mary <laughs> I know we're just like oh 
hurt weird. I, I didn't oh even my God, know. That's so funny. <laughs> Harry who? Yeah, I, I think it was Harry Styles. Doesn't he have like, wasn't he in a band with watermelon kiwi? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, two direction. <laughs> two direction. <laughs> but yeah, so she goes on tour with Harry. Definitely helps her um, kind of gain a different kind of audience for sure. Yeah. Um, other than like the country music. One that's music. more her. her. Yeah, exactly. I think that honestly probably helped her like develop more golden hour sound maybe. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just speculating in that way. But I think that it could probably help her like push a little more of the boundaries. Did she go on that tour with golden hour? No. Well, ha- uh, it was like, released. Like a little bit? Yes. So she was like writing Golden Hour and I'm pretty sure it was like almost done probably when she started touring with Harry because she started the tour in 2017 with him. Okay. And then Golden Hour was released in March of 2018. So I think that it kind of like bled into it. Okay, cool. But I think she did a lot of like her older songs and then I think they did like a lot of covers of stuff. They did Still the One. Still the One. Oh, dude, don't even don't talk to me, me about started. it. <laughs> That, that's the <laughs> thing you should go watch right now. Yeah. You okay. Can, yeah. I was about to say, this episode, watch till the one. It's Casey and Harry live. You can find it on YouTube. It's yeah. super easy just, to find. Just type it in. It's It'll come up. We, I've literally Makes me want to cry. Yeah. I watched, <laughs> I'm literally tearing up thinking about it. Because <laughs> I really like that song. And yeah. I just like, wow. The I beginning of that song, like, it's <laughs> so weird to me. It is weird. <laughs> but when she starts singing... It's beautiful. I know. It just gets me every time. <laughs> so I knew that she had, like, done that because I, like, stalked Harry, but I just didn't really, like, look into her a lot. But yeah. then Golden Hour comes out, 2018. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Bada-boom, bada-boom, and things change. <laughs> um, so sh- the sound is very, like, described as galactic country or hippie country. I like it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I really liked that. I wish I came up with that myself, but I didn't. Sorry. Cannot take that credit. <laughs> and um, it's very musically different from Same Trailer, Different Park and pageant material. Um, it's much more like soft and lovey and it plays with a lot of different like futuristic sounds. Um, very heavy and like synth- like synthesizers and stuff like that. I'll get more into it when we talk about the album specifically. Um, but this one got her those Grammy noms and wins. So she won four Grammys for this um, album of the year. Like the whole album of the year, like out of all categories. Like, like <laughs> album of the year. Yeah. Like not just like country No album. genre. <laughs> yeah. Which just is really crazy. album. Mm-hmm. So she had album of the year, best country album, best country song for Sk- Space Cowboy, and then best country solo performance for Butterflies. You know what she also inspired? What? My Halloween costume. <laughs> True. Space Cowboy. We saw a lot more Space Cowboys recently. Yeah. She's changing, you know, one holiday at a time. <laughs> I know because she really, uh, she emphasizes a lot on Christmas too. Like, she, yeah, she, she loves her Christmas. Because she did on. have like a Christmas album in 2016, but I didn't really want to like review that because I mean, it's just Christmas music. Yeah. And, but she does like, she's very open with her love for Christmas. And then she also had the very Casey Christmas last year, yeah. um, which was cute because she had. I think she like re-released it or something. Yeah, she did. Um, I think it came out like again this year or something. Yeah, like two days ago. Yeah, I was about to say. I like, saw her post something about it. Yes. And so I think she's just trying to, you know, because we're not really doing anything right now in life. Trying so to <laughs> so she's trying, Yeah, exactly. So, but that was cool because she had like a bunch of like guest stars and that, like Lana sang with her. Yeah, and she had like Troy Dolly. And and yeah. yeah. So. That was cool, um, but I'm just not, like, going to review a Christmas album. But she did do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then after she released it, um, she went on two Owata World tours. Um, it was Are Owata- you serious? Yeah, because I went on the second one. It was Owata World, and then it was Owata World 2, two. like the little, like, volume 2 thing. Um, the Roman numerals? Yes, the Roman. I was like, what, is, <laughs> the volume what am I two thinking thing. of? <laughs> sunflower volume six anyway um <laughs> i know what it is <laughs> um and so i went to the second one and i got to see harry emerge from the ground and sing with her it was such a surprise they sang space cowboy together and it was the fact that i couldn't go to that fucking 
concert because of some random shit. I'm so <laughs> mad. Still. I know because I remember we talked about it, and I don't remember what it was because I next had night, something like I was. It was something like I had like to go important. home for the weekend. Yeah. Well, no, something. because it was Maddie and Tessa's sign night the next night. Oh, my friend was coming to town. Oh yes, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, Kinsey yeah. was there. I forgot. Yeah, right, Kinsey or no? Yeah, 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 for okay. their sign night. Yeah. Yes, because that's what it was. Because I was like. And I like go, so I ended up just going home with like with my friend Hallie, and it was still really fun. But it was like I almost didn't go because I was really stressed. Me <laughs> and you were like, "Harry's here," and I like <laughs> left the party. I like walked out Had of the to party. Leave. I was like, I know because I ended up coming back for the sign night because I was like, I have to go to both. But I was like oh, debating. Yeah. I was like, because it was a Friday, right? Oh! I, was, I was debating on like not even going. So I was like, it's kind of a lot of driving because like yeah. Nashville's like four and a half or it's like five from here. And I was like, eh, it's kind of a lot. But I was like, eh, I paid for it, and yeah. then so worth it. Got to see they sang Space Cowboy together. It was so good. Also, look up that if you want to. All their duos are really good. Yeah. Like their duets are their so good. Their voices blend so. It's so nice, and I like didn't yeah. really expect it. And I think a lot of people that like when she went on tour with him didn't expected either um but they're just a wonderful pairing could you hear him through your cries yes <laughs> somehow <laughs> I really tried to stay silent during it like I didn't want to like sing or anything I was yeah. just like really absorbing it and I just they're just so aesthetically pleasing together because like just they both beautiful people. they are and like they both were really colorful stuff and like yeah. I love her style too like I think it's like really fun and like her like a lot of rhinestones like bedazzled very dolly-esque so and she yeah. like does like the big almost, hair like, 50s yeah, hair. yeah oh yeah like kind of like priscilla presley like yes. that big like she, it's like very dark and she's just so pretty and so yeah definitely i would see casey was really good in concert so i would go see her if you ever get the chance um some fun quotes or just like some things like some of her influences and quotes by her um definitely willie nelson loretta lynch she's like an old country music um, singer glenn campbell she says they were ahead of their time um she told wall street journal that and she said they were yeah they were and she said and i don't know for sure but it doesn't feel like they base their careers on templates or models um on how country music should be and so i try to stay open-minded and let an array of things that influence me rather than picking from a small box of what is usually popular like in nashville yeah so which is really cool um i, th- I think it's like very it's what's prevalent right yeah i was about to say like i definitely can tell but i think it's good that she's like aware of that because yeah. she's definitely different and she also talks about Dolly Parton, and she says she's beauty, sex appeal, brains, wit, humor, beautiful songwriting, meaningful songwriting, and she makes no apologies for who she is. And she was an LGBTQ advocate um, long before it was even a thing or trendy. Um, and she says she's fearless, and she admires her spirit, and she's very kind. And it's really cool because she got to sing Jolene with her at the 2019 Grammys. I love that so good. Dolly Parton like tribute performance. Oh right, yeah, because I think she won. Like it was like her. Like, she like, was like the, the lady of the year or something. Yeah. Or, like, but it was like Mars Miley Cyrus, Casey Musgraves, Maren Morris, um, the ladies from Little Big Town. Yeah, yes. Because they worked with her a lot. It was such a good medley. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's, go watch that, too. Yeah, I was about to say. That's also Sorry. really incredible. Because all those, yeah, wonderful, badass yeah. women. So, um, really cool. She, I can definitely tell that she, like, gets Dolly influences, too, especially in her style and, like, the way she carries herself. Yeah. And then um, just something about her career, a little quote from her career. She says, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I don't really want to be. Um, and she said, if I... I think if you're everyone's cup of tea, that probably means you're a little bit boring or you're just not pushing yourself. She said, it's not supposed to be something absolutely everyone enjoys. Frankly, I'd love to see more diversity in country. Art is not supposed to be McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed at that because it's true. Yeah. Like, especially with country music, I personally, I can feel like it sounds a lot of the same, um, just depending on the artist. But, like, sometimes it can, like, really blend together for me. Yeah. So it's hard for me to, like, really, like, get into it. And so it was cool to hear her say that, that she, like, really thinks that there should be, like, more diversity and, like, just more difference in like voice and like cadence well, and stuff and so i mean i've been listening to country music since i was born my parents love it and i i genuinely do like it i but i think w- 
when I whenever I you know doubt myself saying I like it it's because of that same thing as I feel like I hear things over and over and over and over and over again and it's just like well it's because you can't create like your own artist and be like well I just wish that they would change this part or this part like you just kind of have to wait for them to come yeah especially when like country music is very based on tradition yeah and like same kind of ideals it can start to like kind of blend yeah and so that's why I think it's really cool that she does have like a more folksy sound and is like channeling that kind of like older country and like it has evolved in that way from like old country to like newer country I feel like but sometimes it can just feel like like right now it feels super monotonous with it's yeah. like, like more pop country sounds but not like yeah. in the way Casey does it's very interesting well, I feel like also Casey like opens the doors to a lot of like artists specifically female just because that's her category right. I guess yes in country music I know like I really think of like Ingrid Andrus she's like yeah an up- yes up and coming she just got nominated for a Grammy for best new, yeah the best new artist I saw yeah that. and so she really is like her own kind of person Definitely. too yes. not the same as Casey but I think that Casey really empowers you know, maybe in the same way that Marin might or Dolly Parton did and right. still does, like, you don't have to be in that certain box. Oh, for sure. To be a country artist. And, like, I know Marin got shit for not being country enough. Yeah. And winning country awards, which is just bull. I know. But I don't know. Especially, I guess, no, I know. Going. Because seriously, with, like, genre, like, blending now and, like, yeah. it just, like, not really fitting into categories anymore, it's just, like, frustrating because it can still be, like, country and, like, country ideals but it just needs to be like just a little different like just have like something different to like make you stand out especially because like that makes being a country artist even harder if you have to sound a certain way because it's like what makes you different than all these other country artists you know nothing exactly because that's what's hard for me to like really get into sometimes I'm like I don't know who is who because they all kind of blend together so yeah absolutely yeah but I really respect Casey and how her career has like taken off and what she did with golden hour so i'll get more into golden hour specifics i won't go as hardcore as i did with SZA, but i'll definitely do it justice um so with golden hour it definitely has like a very dreamlike lovey-dovey um it is about her ex-husband now <laughs> but it it Rest doesn't make Kelly. i know it's sad because like it just he really her i know <laughs> like their story is really cute and how like she had gotten out of bad relationship and then she like meets him yeah. and then like she says like at her concert that like all these love songs started pouring out of her and it just like i just like makes me so sad because yeah and like when you see interviews like when she's talking about him she's just like i just found my person i knew and it just feels like heartbreaking now yeah. they're divorced but it's okay to me it doesn't like lose its sweet and meaningfulness all no. the way because i think that it just provided a lot more than just like the lovey-dovey songs like it's very like yeah explores more psychedelic sounds and futuristic sounds um casey does do drugs like not I was just, say, yeah. so i mean there's <laughs> a reason for that <laughs> yeah she definitely has like experimented in psycho- psychedelics a lot of the songs that she wrote she actually like was influenced when she was imagine <laughs> under the influence doing, like psychedelics with casey and harry i know and she writes mother <laughs> i'll explain more but it's like funny because it's like oh um but yeah so it's definitely like because of these like psychedelic sounds i think that a lot of her lyrics have very like heavy imagery like you, i can really like see yeah. what she's talking about because it feels like she takes those experiences she's, she's seeing seen. it <laughs> i'm about to say she's some seeing some shit so it definitely um makes sense to me and then it's definitely my favorite of her discography but i'm virus virus <laughs> <laughs> what a cry so oh, was that? yeah that's well. right. this was nice so far anyway whatever <laughs> just gonna go right over it um but i am biased because i'm not a country girl but it's okay because it's like not really a certain genre but it still definitely has those like country influences yeah and i've definitely appreciated country like as i gotten older so 
it's cool that she like blends it really well and the album itself is super cohesive um yeah nothing really sounds the same it's not like I think that any song feels like a repeat of the other which I think is like really hard to do sometimes um especially with like when I think of sometimes like rap albums like I feel like a lot of it can start to sound like the same yeah and so it's cool because like it definitely is very cohesive very like golden hour specific um I think that that has definitely to do with her producers like the co-producers that she had on it which was Daniel Tashian, and maybe I'm not pronouncing that right. And he's a producer and songwriter, and then Ian Fitchuk. So he's a producer, songwriter, composer, multi-instrumentalist. He is huge. I'll get more into him. And Casey also co-produced it. So it was kind of the dream team, the uh, trifecta. Daniel um, has written for Tim McGraw and Martina McBride. But Are you his, serious? Yeah, but his big break was with Casey. Like he did a lot of like kind yeah. of ghost songwriting where he like wasn't really even like mentioned at all. But Ian, uh, yeah, in the room, yes. Yeah. And then Ian has, like, a huge list. He wrote for Mary Morris, Shawn Mendes, James Bay, Kesha, question mark. And, like, producing and stuff. So, and then he even oh. has a hand in Niles <laughs> Flicker. I know. I wanted him to read it. <laughs> um, He wrote, or he, like, co-wrote You and Me. Don't fuck with me. I know, you dude. Know how much I love that Exactly. Song. I was like, she's going to love this. Because I wanted to make sure I knew what the song was. Because I needed to be like, wait, which song? I'm literally <laughs> looking him up real quick. I know. Talking. So he, like, has, like, a lot of hands in, like, different kind of music, which is cool. So I think that influenced her to have more of like different sounds than maybe she would have originally so we'll get into the album um first song we got slow burn definitely one of my top faves um it's very like self-reflective and nostalgic um it talks about like when her grandma cried when she pierced her nose um <laughs> and it's just like funny because a lot of her lyrics are just like cute and funny um they're not like super but very relatable no exactly they're not super like houses i feel like i had to like break down some of the stuff there's a lot of like references to old like hip-hop and stuff but casey's is just very like straightforward but still like witty and cute yeah and so um but this one's especially nostalgic and like i feel like it really like feels like familiar and it's like old soul waiting my turn I know a few things but I still got a lot to learn so she mm-hmm. knows that she's like still growing um definitely very psychedelic influenced um talking about like taking a walk looking at all the flowers and like that's when the music kind of changes and it's really cool and it's very sweet too yeah. um talks about drugs as well <laughs> good in a glass very good on sweet. green <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then she also created the slow burn candle collection <laughs> she did <laughs> such a queen she did like so much stuff with this album like she did like a puzzle i'm pretty sure she has like a yeah. lonely weekend puzzle um which is pretty like clever so slow burn candle i heard it smells really good but i don't have it um definitely a strong start to the album i think it kind of sets it up as kind of feeling like sweet and nostalgic and she still talks about like her husband who was like the biggest influence in this like yeah so then we go to lonely weekend which is just a really fun upbeat song even though it's like called lonely weekend um because just kind of feeling lonely like i kind of related to like maybe like moving to a different city and you don't really know a lot of people maybe like when she was like in nashville moving and yeah didn't really know much and it's not like a deep like feeling of loneliness yeah. but um just feeling a little fomo because she talks about that like in the song like having the fear of missing out and wanting to be with her sister if she was like in mm-hmm. town so it's just like a fun song i really yeah. like it um then we got butterflies mm, didn't love it favorites. really oh, no listen no listen i didn't that. love it at first i oh, okay. it really grew on me because okay. at first i was like I f- it felt too like on the nose like it felt like it was just like oh, he gave me butterflies but i really like the imagery of like giving her butterflies but also she talks about like getting out of her chrysalis like from yeah. him and stuff like turning into a butterfly more because it talks about like um, stealing my heart instead of my crown and stuff so it's really sweet and um I just really thought that at first it was like not and then I really enjoyed it so I'm glad it's one of your it's one of my favorites yeah I like listened to this album like top to bottom and it was one of the ones that I was gonna I mean just because of my like stubbornness I was like I'm gonna hate it (laughs) yeah like I'm not like sentimental and lovey and so then I was like 
Shit. <laughs> like, I like butterflies. <laughs> and I really like butterflies. Yeah. It because it is. It's so like it's just it, it feels like she means what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's like upbeat, but she does and this is kind of across the album, like it's but it's like soft. Exactly. And, like, relaxing. Yes. Like so does, you, you don't have to why, like work to listen to it. Exactly. Because I wouldn't even classify as like easy listening, but kind of like it doesn't feel like bra- background music, but it doesn't feel like it's just like super in your face. Like it's nice because I think the instrumentals and like the futuristic sounds of it and like the strings and stuff, like it can feel but I also, like the like, instrumentals of butterflies because it's like do, 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 do. I know it's very like pretty, <laughs> it's very but it's also like I don't know. It just combines a lot of elements like musically that it makes it easy though. It's really yeah. weird. Like I don't know. I just like still trying to figure her out because yeah. <laughs> I think that she just like but provides a lot Casey. of things. Yeah, seriously. Um, next we got Oh What a World. This one's really psychedelic. Um, heavy synthesizers and electronic sounds. Um, like the beginning is like Oh What a World. <laughs> like a little like morphing. <laughs> It's like when you're drunk and you're like, or listening to people talk and they're either like, blah, 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 or it's like, <laughs> exactly. Like it definitely was like, oh, what is this? Especially like country, like yeah. I'm doing like finger, what are they called? Quotes. <laughs> Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> like the quotation. Yeah. Like country album. And it's like really shocking to like hear that. And um, it definitely combines like country with futuristic sounds. Yeah. It was actually the first song she wrote on the album. Really? Um, and it's, like, how she decided to, like, set the tone for the album, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just because she sound like, she heard it and she was like, oh, like, that's actually, like, it sounds kind of like Daft Punk influence, which yeah. is, like, very electronic. Um, but also has, like, banjos and steel I was going to say, that <laughs> sentence I'm going to, like, make into a Snapchat sticker or some shit because it says, <laughs> combining Daft Punk influences with banjo and steel guitar. Guess what we're talking about today. That, exactly. that should be the name of the episode. Oh, that actually should. That's actually That's funny. That's funny. We'll do that. I'll, <laughs> anyway, I'll fix that later. Yeah, but. it's okay. Don't focus on that now. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm going to be silent <laughs> like we were at the beginning. Um, that's why I think it's cool and it just talks about like her appreciation for the world especially like as she gets more famous and stuff that she just wants to like all the shit can get in the way but yeah. oh what a world we live in and how like beautiful it can be so and she also like did like an Earth Day remix this year um, just to like <laughs> bring some light to everything <laughs> Earth Day remix <laughs> Earth Day shout outs <laughs> I love you <laughs> it's like what little Dicky with like his Earth song He's, like, yeah just like it's like played at the minutes. same time <laughs> He's so chaotic that's how the remix is <laughs> yeah. It's just like so on top of each songs. other. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, so definitely set the tone for it, I believe. And then it's followed with Mother um, while she wrote, while she was on LSD. So she got a text from her mom yeah. <laughs> while writing it. And she just like realized how much she missed her and like how sad she was that she like wasn't around. And she said, she's like quoted it as like shortest, but most meaningful song on the album. Aww. She found herself like thinking about like the cycle of like leaving her mom and how it's like really overwhelming sad but beautiful and then like she was sitting in Tennessee missing her mom in Texas and she was like missing her mom so she was just saying like mothers are just like super special and so it was just like she just like got this like overwhelming feeling that she like needed to write a song for her mom which was really sweet um she like sat by the piano and just played it and then Ian one of the producers was um played and then sang because he also did like all the instrumentals on this Ian he's like huge in this album I know (laughs) and then it's just like a super tender but like also kind of sad song at the same time just like you can feel it she like really misses her but after mother she said love is a wild thing um probably (laughs) boy is it (laughs) (laughs) sell it girl (laughs) because like I this is probably my least favorite um on the album I'm not really sure why there's just something that really stands out I guess I'm kind of in the same boat yeah it's like fine scoot on over girl yeah (laughs) 
Okay, clearly we're both in this seat. <laughs> something happened when the ca- the caffeine hit. <laughs> Are you good now? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Good. I'm glad it was like right in the middle. <laughs> but um, as you were talking about mother, I'm like, oh, here we go, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like it's like saying like love will find you and like it holds on to you when it's strong and stuff. But eh, Ugh, it's okay. Ew, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> so then we go into Space Cowboy, um, my country queen. <laughs> Incredible song. I really love it. There's so many like country and western references. Like to be more specific, there's like these boots were made for a walk-in, um, classic country song talking about how the boots, boots were, were made for sitting, sitting by the door, door and like don't fence me in um is was also like a nod to one of the country songs i can't remember which one it was mm-hmm. um and then it talks about like a lot of western stuff as well with like when sunsets fade and love does too yeah we had our day in the sun like a lot of western movies that's how like they would end is like yeah, the sun coming sun. down which is cool and then there ain't room for both of us in this town like each town ain't big enough for the both of us <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like it's like a very like sweet and soft way of um, referencing like her roots, you know. This song is so good. I love it, especially like it feels pretty dramatic and like very like builds up a lot, and then like on the chorus it goes pretty hard. You have your space, cowboy, cowboy. Well, I'm just saying like it like hits. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I really like it. It was also released as a single with Butterflies. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like a super like hit song, like maybe like. what's it called high horse but it definitely is like still like emotional and like kind of powerful yeah and then um she's like saying like she's not gonna make someone stay with her when she clearly like they don't want to be there and she can tell hey, <laughs> you have your space <laughs> that's it cowboy, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and i like how it's like name space cowboy because i think of um like the joker song where it's like some people call me the space cowboy it was what i immediately yeah, thought of and i thought I that it was gonna think about that. yeah that's what i was that i thought of when i saw this song i was like oh maybe it's like a nod to that but no it was like you can have, have your space, space. pause cowboy, cowboy. <laughs> and i liked that a lot and then again this song just holds special because i saw harry and her perform this in nashville when i and i cried so then <laughs> sorry i just want to mention it one, one more time <laughs> hey you know what really really cool happened last year is that i saw harry and casey together yeah i don't think you knew that but no um, i don't think want, i was just wanted to I, I was I, I couldn't make it that night <laughs> i had something really important to do after space cowboy we got happy and sad um this is <laughs> like when i was happy oh sad on my, my birthday <laughs> nikki's fucking birthday she got drunk on her 21st because that's a respectful thing to do when you're yeah, 21 yes that's what you have to do except whenever we finally got to the bar she was emotional because and i'll take credit i made a funny sign for her <laughs> but it made her cry i'm a little sentimental so fe- feeling the love from i was a, from a you know all the people around the room and when we got to the bar she started really crying and i said uncontrollable what's, like what's wrong like i'll help you out and she was like i'm just so happy sad i'm yeah. happy sad and i was like you're happy sad like let's make you happy happy and she like looked at me and she was like i'm happy sad <laughs> it's like, I, I know yeah i have a I really funny fucking it. snapchat it's like vibe check right now and she's like sitting in the corner crying looking so sad <laughs> but uh, i so do credit good. casey with that feeling because it really is like a relatable feeling not in that instance i <laughs> i don't hey i don't know don't her. discredit yourself <laughs> don't know who that girl was <laughs> um but it's a relatable feeling like being parties um just like feeling like things aren't gonna be good enough like the whole time like it's just like it's gonna inevitably be in and like there's some kind of like joke or something like not sure like she says like is there a way word for the way that i'm feeling tonight happy and sad at the same time you got me smiling with tears in my eyes i never felt so high and i've never been this far off of the ground and they say everything that goes up must come down 
That's how I, I felt on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like sometimes you just feel like so happy, but then like she talks about like in an interview, like she was like at a tiki bar with the ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> and um she was like started like crying while she was there because she was just like, I don't know, like I feel just like really happy, but I'm like, I don't know why. And like I don't want to feel sad because I think it's like also like definitely influenced from like her previous relationship how she was like really not okay and then she like meets this man it's like perfect she's like wait how's how's this happening so I remember there was one moment I think when we were on spring break where it was probably like the most I've ever felt that way but we were all like sitting around like a table or something I think eating dinner and I would talk to my roommate Mary about it but I was like I've never had such like an overwhelming sense of like I'm just so happy oh but then it was like sad because i was like oh my gosh like i don't know why i'm like gonna cry i know just so happy i know it's really weird like it's a weird feeling it is weird and it's like cool that it's like really relatable feeling too and so yeah i like that she like has a song about it and then we got here we go i love elvis (laughs) it's i don't really know if like people like this one as much but like i love this one this one because it's very it's ever gonna take you down making everybody jealous it's just it's so catchy Tess girl was just like <laughs> she like, just oh, like man. looked up for a second. <laughs> she definitely heard that. I feel like it's not as soundproof as I think it is. No, I <laughs> I think it's completely soundproof. I'm like okay, okay, yelling that's good. That is true. It's definitely not. They can hear everything. <laughs> the like advisors in the office like don't be like God. I can't believe this. Oh my God, they're recording not again. again. <laughs> but definitely like one of my faves, along with like slow burn, and. It's called Velvet Elvis because people actually used to, like, hang velvet pictures of Elvis, like, on their really? wall. Yeah, it's very a uh, southern, like, Yeah, not familiar thing. with that yeah. practice. <laughs> well, because Elvis was, like, very integral into, like, southern oh, culture. Yeah. Um, also, like, everywhere, but also especially just, like, how we grew up in, like, Graceland, Tennessee. Or it's, like, technically Memphis, but it's called, like, Graceland. Yeah. And so it was just, like, people really loved Elvis. And so she has, like, a bunch of Elvis references just throughout. Um, not, like, super, like, on the nose or anything. But she says, like, powder blue jumpsuit, which he was kind of an iconic fit of his. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, like, tease my hair up high. And, it, like, Priscilla used to have that, like, ginormous hair. And yeah. so um, I really like how echoey it sounds, um, like, in oh, the chorus so and good. stuff. Because it, it feels like she's, like, singing one of those really old mics. Yeah. You know, like, the ones. It's kind of, like, projecting a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely, like, gives the whole, like, great feeling and like old timey and yeah. super catchy super fun um showing off her mans around the town um <laughs> it's off to the touch i just love it it like Feels always gets like a, love knew it as soon as i felt it you're my velvet elvis baby this episode yeah. gets copyrighted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i love you guys just like get speaking and a show like yeah I, you're so welcome i'll talk the talk and i'll sing the sing <laughs> <laughs> okay all right, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> yeah. I also really like the guitar break in this song um, at the very yeah. end. I really like it because it sounds super, and I love the, like, the electric, and it's like just really good. So definitely one of my faves. Then it goes into Wonder Woman. This might be my favorite song. I really album. like Wonder Woman, too. It was definitely, like I think, my favorite first. Like when I first yeah. heard it, I was like, wow, I really like this. Because this one also feels really like nostalgic to me. Yeah. Um. And just like it's like a super like sunny feeling. It like I can just like imagine myself like driving on the highway to it. Um, just like saying that she just she wants this relationship to be organic and like it's like no like huge expectations. Like I'll be there for you, I'm gonna be there for you, and like I love you, but I can't be Wonder Woman for you. Yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna move mountains, I'm gonna try, but like I can't. Like you yeah. just gotta have like realistic expectation. And I think especially like being someone that you like gives you these butterflies and stuff and like makes you feel like you want to do anything but you just gotta have these like realistic expectations of the relationship and just know that you just gotta be two people for each other you know yeah and i just, really I, like this just song. I love this song because i 
felt like I could most relate to this one. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, it's just so good. Yeah, because she admits that, like, she's just not going to be I that. Baby, I Wonder Woman. Yeah. Can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> but I do really like this one. I didn't have a ton to say about, like, it musically, but I really, like, enjoy it. I think it's, like, a really great package altogether, like, the lyrics and yeah. music and stuff. Then we go to High Horse. <laughs> Sassy Bop. track. <laughs> it's Bop. so good. So this was good. the third single released and yeah. definitely different vibe from the first two. I think that's, like, what she wanted to kind of, like, give a little more other side to the yeah. um, album and stuff. Very disco-influenced and super poppy. And she actually had the title first and then started writing it. So, really? Yeah, she said that she, like, loved the imagery of, like, someone being on their high horse. Oh, I love her so I much. I know. She was, like, and then I just, like, she said just she had, like, a blast writing the song. She said this was, like, yeah. most fun to write um, because I think this, like, channels more of like her old albums you yeah, know when she was sure. like a little more like sassy and like yeah. making fun of like men and stuff that like suck <laughs> <laughs> and um she's like right of the bat she's just like oh i bet you think it's john wayne <laughs> showing up shooting down everybody and um classic in the classic wrong way in the wrong way and i love it because she like has like a ton of like classic references like yeah. talking about like classic on like velvet elvis and stuff and she all know, it says and we all know the end of the story and they just kill the buzz and i love it that's i was gonna say that's the lyrics that i wanted it was because everyone knows someone who kills the buzz every time they open up their mouth yeah everyone knows someone or everyone knows someone who knows someone who thinks they're cooler than everybody else. Yeah, it's so great. So giddy up and get out of this town, boy. <laughs> I know. Because very, like, giddy up. her country. I was about to say yeah. she has, like, the horse influences and, like, country influences. I just love it. But it's very, like, disco, like, poppy sound. Um, so yeah. I really enjoy this one. But then, still so I, cohesive with the Right, album. exactly. How does she fucking do that? I don't know. Ian, Ian give me a call. I was about to say, ser- like, seriously. Give me a call. I was, like, baffled when I was, like, doing research on him. I was like, wow, he's, like, very involved with yeah. everything. Um, he doesn't have, like, one, like, strict genre, which I think is really cool. And then we got Golden Hour, the title track. I really like Golden Hour. I feel like it's, like, literally the perfect embodiment of that feeling. It, it's yeah. really weird. Like, like, every time it's Golden Hour, like, I just want to put that song on, and it's really weird because I'm like, I just, it shouldn't be this on. The, it shouldn't be this perfect for it. Yeah. So um, I think it really captures the album as well, because um, Casey's obviously like really happy and like in love like writing this album, and it talks about like the hope and prosperity like after heartbreak. Yeah. Um, just because th- she did feel that, and then she like had met her husband randomly, and so it's cool because it says like I used to get sad and lonely when the sun went down, but it's different now because I have a love that I look. Because I love the light that I found in you. Yeah, so it's just, like, really sweet, and it's, like, it's and I love the video so of, like, Nick and Joe and Kevin on the boat. Have you seen that video of them dancing oh, the Golden oh, yes, Hour? Yes, yes. Oh, I love yes, it. The I Joe have. Bros. It's yeah. so cute. And um, she's, like, this is exactly what the song was made for. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just think it's, like, a really. I have seen that. That's funny. Yes. I think it's a really good, like, way to capture the album for sure. Yeah. And then we end with Rainbow. Um, It's a little, I know. She performed it's, at the Grammys, right? Dude, yeah, and she, I think she performed at the Grammys, and she, I know she for sure performed it at the virtual concert this year yeah. that was held like that Lady Gaga put together um the one world together and it was just like it was a perfect like timing I feel like just mm-hmm. trying to like because it's very like it was a reminder to herself and then she like wanted it to be a message to all as well that um you know like the very rainbow's open, always right there accepting yes yeah. and like she's super loving accepting like this is like a, like you know her promise in like the gay community and stuff like she wanted to have like one called Rainbow, and um, it's just like very open and supportive of that. And then it's just like a sweet message to end the album. And like I like that it's just like this like nice piano ba- ballad, just like finish it out. It's yeah. just like her singing live. Um, and it's really cool. I didn't really connect with this song at first. Yeah, I think I was like, I don't know why I didn't, but when I really like kind of dove into it, mm-hmm. I just it's probably it's like probably top three. It's so hard to pick like favorites on this album. But I know it would probably be like Rainbow, High Horse. 
um you like wonder woman wonder woman and butterflies yeah but rainbow i don't know with like my anxiety and stuff it's just like it's yeah. a good reminder to yourself no it is that's because that's like why she wrote it because she was so like not only for her but and to pretty, others mm-hmm. and it's just uh it's beautiful because at first i didn't really like it either it's definitely not still one of my faves but it definitely like has a more of a meaning to it because i yeah. don't think it's like too cheesy or anything it's still like it's like still very sweet it's like the rainbow's always there it's not like yeah. everything's rainbow and great like it's just like it's just simple okay. yeah it's very simple and i really enjoy that yeah it's a good like just like it's not little, overdone yeah bow to the end of the album bow. <laughs> just tie it up yeah so overall golden hour just like really showed me like who casey musgraves is and like what she like represents i think it, i like really wanted to like see more of like what she was like yeah because i thought it was really cool that she just wasn't a certain thing um especially in country music and um had a love song she just poured out out of her because i really do like love songs and i just think it's a really sweet album um i think it's i mean her grammy noms say speak for itself I mean, you know let's go yeah <laughs> so i think it's really great and i love it yeah. there's casey <laughs> we love spacey casey Woo! Woo! Space Casey. um sorry, noms. i think for the next episode yes it's the fifth one of season two so we're gonna no, it's actually two from now. Yeah. It's <gasps> Sorry, guys. We recorded in the wrong order, <laughs> so we are just all over Low the place. confused, but it's okay. But on our questions episode. Yeah, we're going to go through some well, of the, like, Grammys list, pick yeah. out some of our favorite categories, and we're going to predict. Yeah. But we'll probably end up talking a little bit about Casey. Yeah, we probably will. Hopefully. <laughs> but um, this has been so fun. I just, I really like Casey Musgraves. I think she's just so authentic. Yeah, and me too. It's a good word. I just... I love how she doesn't really give a shit. No. <laughs> I love it. Like, she's really... She gives... Un- unapologetically herself. No shits <laughs> while simultaneously caring deeply about every single right. person. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's super just, like, whatever about things, but yeah. it's still, like, she cares about the things she that she cares about. She chooses her and, battles really wisely. Oh, for sure. Yes. Like, At she's least very mellow. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know for sure, obviously, but... It, I mean, she doesn't really, like, have a lot of, like, haters as much, yeah. except for, like, traditional country people, but, like... Oh well, she doesn't really care, you know. But as she, she said in that quote, like you said, like she's, she's like, I mean, it's not. not she's not supposed McDonald's. to be for everybody. She's Casey McDonald's is not McDonald's. <laughs> New title. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, are we gonna wrap it up? I think we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm EJ. You can follow me on Instagram at EJ Safner, and also follow the uh, Literally Who Invited You uh, podcast Instagram at yes. Literally Who Invited You. Really simple. Yeah, just type it in. Nick, just give, give us a follow. A little shout out. Yeah, and I'm I'm Nikki Denton. Oh, follow me. <laughs> How? It's a uh, How Nikki. do I follow you? <laughs> I'll tell you. <ya. laughs> Nikki underscore Denton Woo-woo. on Instagram, and then I'll be on Literally Who Invited You as well. So just you can click on me right there. Yeah, it's really really easy. We make it as easy and accessible for you guys because we know <laughs> that you're just like dying to follow us. Like you're like, oh my god, what could they be up to? Also, give J List music follow. Oh, you heard him at the beginning. You're gonna hear him at the end. You, I can personally guarantee you are. We're about to edit it. Yeah, <laughs> I can personally guarantee you're about to hear J List music. But yeah, just like Nikki said, go give him a follow at J List music. And yeah, we're so excited for the next episode. We're going to talk about another badass country woman. Marin. Marin. Morris. <laughs> All right. She's a badass, so. What a, what a duo Listen. right there. Casey I know. and Marin. I know. Back to back. Wow. You're you guys welcome. are lucky. <laughs> Honestly, SZA, Marin, and Casey. Dude. And you know what? Fuck it. Dominic Fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw him in there. This is, <laughs> he his, can, season, he he is, is season two. He'll be allowed. <laughs> yeah. If any, I feel like they would all love to hang out with that kid. Oh, for sure. <laughs> God, I love him so much. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, before I get like really zoned out and start talking out loud, we. Oh, 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 oh. Friday's Friday at four. four. <laughs> Friday's at four. Um, because we love you, losers. Bye. Bye.
Thanks, kids, for listening to Literally Who Invited You. We had so much fun. A blast, even. Make sure to tune in Fridays at 4 with new episodes every week. Perfect for a drive home, hanging out with friends, or all alone. It's honestly just the perfect podcast. Love you, losers. Glad we invited you.